You take your Bibles with me, please, and turn to the passage that was just read a moment ago in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. One Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm thankful for the opportunity tonight to be able to share with you from the Word of God. And I trust that the Lord would meet with us and bless us as we look together at this particular theme that the Lord's been dealing with me about recently. And what I'd like to speak on this evening is the importance of the power of Christ's resurrection. And when we think about salvation... And the work of God upon the cross and how he died on the cross for our sins and how he was buried and how he rose again. And oftentimes when we think of salvation, we often emphasize on one thing. Many times people say, well, what is salvation? They say, well, that means my sins are forgiven. In today's Christianity, the true understanding of salvation becomes primarily, primarily one thing. And oftentimes people say, well, salvation means that my sins are forgiven, that I'm no longer condemned and now I am right with God. If you were to go around today and ask Christians, what is salvation? They would say, well, it means to be saved from sins. It means to be delivered from death. It means that I'm delivered from guilt and how there is now no condemnation for me because of salvation. But if we want to understand a true and biblical meaning of the power and effect of salvation, we must look at the very source of where it comes from. Sometimes we say that salvation is the cross of Christ. And that can be the very point where we stay. And no doubt was the work of salvation upon the cross. The effectual work of Christ on the cross is for the atonement of sin. No doubt when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the Bible tells us and teaches us that he took upon himself our sin. But we find that there is more to salvation than just the forgiveness of sins. If the cross becomes the focal point of our salvation, it becomes quite selfish in a sense. You say, why am I saved? It's so that I can be forgiven of my sin. But did you know that there is much more that we find? In fact, even in this passage, and not only in this passage alone, but throughout scripture, throughout God's word, we find that there is more than just the forgiveness of sins. You see, salvation is more than just that your sins have been forgiven, that you are now right with God. But in fact, we find more. If you were to ask the early church what was their focal point? What was the very thing that they focused upon? I don't believe they would have said the cross of Christ, but I believe they would have said something else. And you say, well, what would that be? You might be here tonight and you say, what can surely be more to focus upon than the cross of Christ? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should not focus upon the cross of Christ. But I'm saying here that there is more depth than just the forgiveness of sins, the very thing that they would have focused upon, in fact, was not just the death of Christ upon the cross, but in fact, his resurrection. 
the thing that was the most miraculous event in the life of Christ was not just his death upon the cross, but in fact was the fact that he rose again. And you know why? Because that proves so much. You could put it like this as I was studying about this and looking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I couldn't help but think about the, the parable of the foolish and wise builder. The foolish and wise man. We heard a little bit about it even this morning. But there were two builders and one of them built upon the sand, a foundation you could say that was not very strong. And the other one built upon a solid foundation. And the foolish, you could say, is one that bases their salvation simply upon the fact that they have been forgiven. And you might be here tonight and you say, well, I've been forgiven and that's enough. That's all I need here tonight. And what happens, you find oftentimes there are those who would claim that they have been forgiven. There are those who claim that they have a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But as soon as a big trial comes, as soon as the wind blows and the storm comes, all of a sudden it seems as everything has crumbled. It seems as if nothing is there anymore. And they begin to doubt, was I really saved? Are my sins really forgiven? When the Christian who thinks that they have been forgiven and then they fall into sin and they say, am I truly saved? Am I really a Christian? But did you know that there is a foundation that as a Christian we can build upon that no matter what wind blows, that no matter what storm comes, that we can have an assurance. And that's a faith that is not simply built upon the forgiveness of sins, but a faith that is built upon the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, why is that so important? Because you know what the resurrection means for us today? It wasn't just an historical event. It wasn't just a miraculous event that took place, but it means something very spectacular. It means that because there was new life in Christ, that means there is new life for me. That means there is new life for you. Not only are my sins forgiven? Not only am I made right with God, but now my sins are forgiven. Look with me in the text here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to bring your attention to verse number 17. And the Bible says here, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. And a very interesting statement that is made here and it, said, it says that if Christ be not raised, if the Lord Jesus did not raise from the dead, let's say that he died upon the cross for our sins, but the resurrection didn't take place, then all of it is vain. That word vain simply means empty, pointless, without effect. And it says ye are yet in your sins. You know, the cross of Christ and his death upon the cross meant that our sins are forgiven. But if he died upon the cross, and let's say that Christ claimed to die upon the cross for our sins, but he didn't rise again, then all that he said is empty. You see, there is an emphasis that should be placed upon the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do we find it here in this text, but throughout scripture, you can look with me in Romans 
chapter 10, a very well-known passage. Many people like to turn to Romans chapter 10 when dealing with uh, maybe speaking with somebody on the streets and you like to talk from Romans chapter 10, maybe during evangelism. But we find here something very interesting in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 9. And the scripture says, look with me in verse number 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, there's an interesting thing that is mentioned here is it doesn't say that if thou shalt believe that he died upon the cross. And no doubt we believe that as a Christian, that Christ died for us. But it says here, if you believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, because that proves so much more. That makes everything that took place upon the cross of effect, that he rose again from the dead. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, you don't have to turn there, but the apostle Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And I wonder tonight, where do we place an emphasis? Do we place the emphasis simply upon the fact that our sins are forgiven? Because if we did, let's say that as a Christian here tonight, you say, I'm a Christian and my sins are forgiven. That means our outlook in life is that my sins are now forgiven. I don't have to face any punishment. No suffering. All things are well for me, you could say. But now what? You see, salvation would have an end if all it was was just the forgiveness of sins. You see, there would really be no point and it would be empty if God sent his only son to come into this world to forgive people of their sins. You see, there's much more to faith than that. You see, the resurrection helps us to understand that not only does it mean that salvation is the forgiveness of sins, but it means now I have a new life in Christ. You see, but the sad thing is that we find today that so many people would claim to be a Christian. They claim that their sins have been forgiven, but there is no new life in Christ. The way that they used to live before they were a Christian is just the same now. And you can begin to question, well, were they really saved? Are they really a Christian? I wonder tonight if you were to think about your salvation. Is it merely the forgiveness of sins? Is it merely the fact that, yes, and not, not to say it in the fact that our sins to be forgiven is a small thing. Of course, that's a, an amazing thing. But is it just that, or can you say that I have a new life in Christ? Can you say that the life I now live is in Christ? Or is there no change? See, oftentimes people think that salvation is just the work of Christ upon the cross. You know, it's much more than that. Much more than that. 
In fact, that it's the power of God the Father in the raising up of Christ. You say, how do I know that? Look with me in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1. We find something very interesting in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 18. The Bible says this, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong passage, I think, here. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Yes, sorry. Um, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times For you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. You see, the scriptures tell us here in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 21, it says that God raised Christ from the dead so that our faith is not in Jesus and his work upon the cross, but in fact, it's in God himself. In the Father, that your faith and hope might be in God. And his resurrection means that. It means that we have a faith in God. You see, the greatest part of our salvation can also be found in Ephesians chapter 2. You don't have to turn there. But ye hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. See, again and again, we find from the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, ye must be born again. There must be a new life. It's not just that you must have your sins forgiven, but you must be born again. I wonder tonight, have you been changed? Are you a different person now than you were before you were saved? Has there been a change in your life, a change maybe in your desires. There's a difference. There was a a man who who owned a a few vintage items and uh, he was possessor of a, a watch that he was passed down from his grandfather and his grandfather passed it down to him. And it became quite... Uh, rusted and, and tattered over the years. And this man decided that he would take it into somebody who could clean it up, somebody who could maybe fix it and repair it and see what he could do. And so the man took that old rusted watch and he gave it over to this man, uh, the, the man who was repairing it, and he left it with him. And the man did all that he could to repair it and cleaned it up and made everything working new again and and all was well. And after the man had received that watch, he took it back and he put it into the cupboard and left it there. He was so thankful that his watch is now clean and it it was nice and shining and everything about it looked so good. And he was so pleased, in fact, that he invited the man who fixed it over to his home. And as he came over, he saw the watch in the cupboard. 
And he said to him, he's like, why have you not used it? Why is it just sitting in the cupboard? You see, I didn't just clean the watch, he said. I didn't just make it look good. He said, but it's actually usable. And the man didn't push the pin inside and didn't realize that it actually worked and now it was ticking and now it had a purpose. And you know, when we think about salvation, it's a bit like that watch. And yes, we who were unclean are made clean through the Lord Jesus Christ, but much more to just be clean. It's not just so that we can be displayed and be clean, but now we are usable. Now we have a new life in Christ so that he can use us. And he delights and desires to do that. How sad would it be just like that watch that was took so much effort into being repaired and made to be usable, but just left there and nothing done to it. Yet so many Christians who have their sins forgiven maybe tonight, but they're not doing anything with it. The new life they've been given, but nothing is being done. You see, what is the necessity of Christ's resurrection? It's so important because we find that there were so many people during the time of Christ, during the time of the Apostle Paul and many of the other apostles who would, who would refute the resurrection of Christ. Essentially, they would say this, that Christ never really raised from the dead. And they would say this wasn't really something that took place. And you might say, well, as long as you believe he died for our sins, that should be enough. But it, it wasn't enough. And he writes this chapter here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we find how he testifies of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look with me back in our text in 1 Corinthians 15. And we find here in verse number 3. And it says, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And we see, and then he goes on to say about his resurrection. He goes on to speak about the fact that he rose again and why and how we know that it's true. It says, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. And then he was seen of 500. And then he was seen of James and then the apostles. And then he was seen of me, the apostle Paul says. You see, we find that his resurrection, he says that it's necessary here because if Christ did not raise from the dead, then our faith is in vain. In fact, it also says in verse number 17, of 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is, is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. You know, if they did not believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, then they are yet in their sins. You see, you know why? Because the promise of Christ and his work and all that he said he would do was of none effect if he did not raise from the dead because the scripture says, that he would raise from the dead. And ye are yet in your sin. You know, resurrection, oftentimes I've heard a lot of Christians who would simply have it as a tag on, on the end of their faith. 
And you might say, well, yes, yes, we got to make sure we tell everybody that Jesus died and we've got to, uh, we've got to preach that the death of the Lord Jesus. Oh yeah. And the resurrection. And oftentimes it's placed as a, a tag on just something very small, but there's a great emphasis that must be placed on the fact that Christ rose again from the dead. Not only does it mean that we have a new life, but it means the work that God said he would do is completed. When the Lord Jesus says that our sins will be forgiven, it is forgiven because he rose again to prove he is who he said he was. But not only that, the necessity of Christ's resurrection means the assurance of our faith. Here is something that we find about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that can give us an assurance of our faith. You might be here tonight and you say, maybe I'm not too sure if I'm a Christian. You say, I, I, I don't know if I really am saved. How, how can I know? How do I know for sure that my sins are forgiven? Find in verse number 22 of 1 Corinthians 15, and the Bible says this, for as in Adam all die. You know, there's a, there's something that we aren't often, uh, we don't often have doubts about is the fact that we are sinners. We don't doubt that. We don't doubt that we have sinned. The scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It says here in verse 22, for as in Adam all die, but it says, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And we find here that the work of Christ upon the cross, yes, it is enough to save us. And just as sure as we can know that we are sinners is just as sure as we can know that we can be made alive in Christ. You see, there is an assurance that we find that when Christ rose again, it was saying that nothing could dispute it. Nobody could dispute the fact that he is the savior. Nobody could dispute the fact that the work upon the cross was not effectual because he proved it when he rose again. You see, his resurrection gives us hope of assurance here tonight. Jesus rose again so that I can have life in Christ. We find here also just as certain as we are sinners, we find the certainty of life. But also when we think, think about the resurrection, you say, what does that mean that Christ rose again? Yes, that he appeared to many people. He appeared to the 500, you could say. But the fact that Jesus rose again, his resurrection means that his ascension would also take place. And you say, what do you mean by his ascension? The fact that Jesus rose again from the dead also means that he ascended up to heaven. You say, why is that so, in, so important that Jesus ascended up to heaven? Because when he ascended, he promised that there would be something that he would send back. He promised the coming of the comforter. And the scripture says the comforter shall come. And this comforter, the Holy Spirit, is something that can assure us of our salvation. The, the ascension meant that the promise of the comforter, it's more than just the events in history that took place, but the fact that Jesus rose again and he ascended meant that he sent forth his spirit to do the work that he's able to do now. You see, his resurrection means that the work of 
a Christian. The work that God has now can continue because he rose again and sent forth his resurrection, sent forth the Holy Spirit. And you could say here as well, what is the result then, you say, of the power of the resurrection? That I have a new life in Christ. But what is it, why is it so important that I believe and I know the resurrection and I emphasize that in my life? We find here at the end of the Apostle Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and towards the end of that chapter, in verse number 55, the Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the the hope and the result of the power of the resurrection means this, that because Jesus rose again, it means that there is now victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as a Christian here tonight, there is victory that I have because Jesus rose again. I wonder tonight if you know that victory, you might be here and you're struggling and you say, I, I am a Christian, but I keep falling back into the same sin or I keep finding myself being tempted and falling astray and things are difficult and challenging. But I'm thankful because Jesus rose again. There is new life and there is victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That our old life is gone and we are made new in Christ. There is victory over sin through the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe there's a sin that you are battling with again and again and again. Because Jesus died and rose again, we now have victory through that. Now, I'm not saying that our life upon this earth will be perfect. Of course, we will still sin. But there is victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. It continues to say this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know, this is one of the other reasons why it is so important that we focus upon the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, because it would be enough for me to go into maybe the city center or knocking on people's doors and telling them you need to believe in Jesus so your sins are forgiven. And they can say, okay, I'll believe in Jesus and I'll have my sins forgiven. But that's not enough. And I don't mean enough to be right with God, but I mean there is more to life than just sins to be forgiven. Because it says here, Therefore, my beloved beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. There is a work that God desires to do, but it's not through our old life. It's not through our sinful life. But it's the fact that he has redeemed us and that he has made us right with him, but also that he's given us a new life. And this new life is for him, that we may be 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. Salvation is a new life. I wonder here tonight, I'm not asking, do you have forgiveness of sins? But I'm asking, do you have a new life? I wonder tonight, has your life been changed? Is there a difference? Maybe you've been coming for many years or for many times or you say, I grew up going to church or I heard about Christianity and I believe in Jesus. But I wonder, is there a change in your life? Is there a difference? You must be born again. Just as Christ rose again from the dead, there must be a new life. There must be a resurrection of our own self. Is there a difference? I'm thankful the gospel is much more than just the forgiveness of sins. I'm thankful for that. Now I hope you're here tonight and you know that it's much more than that. That Christ not only desires to forgive you, but he desires to use you. So that we may be always abounding in the work of the Lord. May that be what is said of us tonight. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we, we thank thee for your word. We thank thee, Lord, that it is able to help us to understand, Lord, that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, not only to forgive us of our sin, not only that we may be made right with you, but Father, so that we may have a new life. And Lord, I pray that you would help the many people who have not yet stepped into that, Lord, who have not yet living and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Father, I pray that you would help us, Lord. Father, I do ask that if there be anybody here tonight who are confused or yet without Christ, I pray that you would help them to understand. Lord, we pray that your spirit would move and convict us, Lord, and help us to live a life that is pleasing to you, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We pray these things in Christ's name and for his sake.